So I'm going squatching. We're going squatching, bitches. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. I am Josh. I am Lennon always. Oh, behave. Uh, <laughs> this is Don't Touch My Sasquatch. I went with Austin Powers. You went with the topic. Yeah. We explore controversial topics with energy and a good laugh. We're two guys who have a love and passion for these topics. Things you may have heard of, but may not know the full story of yet. Well, we're here to tell you those stories. Share our opinions and let you come to your own conclusions. Keep your mind open to the possibilities that things may not always be as they appear. We'll do the research. That way you don't have to. Now, the year is 1966. The Beatles are in the middle of their height of popularity. While recording an album one night, they had a heated argument in which Paul McCartney stormed out. What is rumored to have happened next has intrigued the minds of music-loving conspiracy theorists all over. Did Paul McCartney die on the night and get replaced by a lookalike? And what clues, if any, were left for us all to find and decipher? Well, sit back, relax, put your tinfoil hats on as we dive into the conspiracy of Paul McCartney's death. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. I mean, I don't know. We'll find out at the end. We'll what figure it out. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, figure we'll out. go on a journey together. You know, tell some tales, tell some jokes. Or as you get said some in laughs. One, you said in the one episode, we went on a journey and we took a ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Still true to this day. I go on a journey every day. Yeah, he said. Uh, but, to, to begin the show off, I need this. Already. Here He's we go. cracking it. Ready? Oh, yeah. <sighs> Bubbles. And a hiccup. <laughs> Bubbles and a hiccup. It sounds like a stripper. <laughs> it's a stripper duo. Bubbles and hiccup. What does hiccup look like? She, she special needs. Oh god. <laughs> bubbles. Oh, fuck. Bubbles can shoot bubbles out of certain areas of her body. Oh, Jesus. It's a oh, lovely my god. thing. That, it's a oh. great talent. Hiccup. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hiccup. It's uh, a classic. <laughs> Woo! Oh, Woo, fuck. It's a great um, time. Shit, yeah, so we're talking about <laughs> the Beatles. So uh, The Beatles? The Beatles. <laughs> like, like I said, it's it's Obi-Wan, mm -hmm. but slower and a little deeper. I'm I'm going to do my best not to try this. Hello there. You do it well. I cannot do it. But then again, your namesake Let's is... Ringo. Clearly, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he, he hated the name, so he changed it to Lennon. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> yes, I was named after Jonathan Picardney. <laughs> I almost said Picard. Picard, Captain <laughs> Jonathan Picard. I don't even think Jonathan's his first name. <laughs> John Luke Picard. Okay, so it is Jonathan. <laughs> you win this one, Joshua. <laughs> uh, uh, many times I introduce myself to people, I always either have to clarify with, like, John Lennon, or they'll be like, like, John Lennon? Um, <laughs> twice in my life, this has probably happened around a thousand times at this point, right. but twice in my life I've asked, like, the Russian guy? <laughs> no, not <laughs> <Yeah>. him. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Wrong Lennon. <laughs> Stalin? I know, it, okay, different okay. person. Thank I'm you. just... Okay. Yes, thank you. Okay. <laughs> I was scared for a minute. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the history brain clicked on. I was I like, yeah, I'm going to school him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to school this motherfucker. Um, yeah. So yeah. parents named me John Lennon. Shut up, mom and dad. Yes. I've I'm... heard the alternative names, and I appreciate Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, didn't go blue. Let's go. Ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> the Beatles. But, oh, well, yeah. yeah. Oh, whoa. Yeah. This is something that I know my oldest brother... Your father. That is my dad. Yeah, and his, our father, <laughs> yeah, our father <laughs> also are big into the Beatles and my uncles and stuff. And you, which I didn't know how big you were into the Beatles. A very big fan. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I mean, um, I knew most of my family was. So when I so was. So indirectly, sorry. I 
I'm a fan of the battle, the battles, the battles, <laughs> <laughs> the battles of the Beatles. I love them battles. Bah <laughs> <laughs> bah, the Beatles as well. Yes. Proceed. When I was a, a, a wee lad. When I was a wee lad. <laughs> oh, touch me again. <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> I had to stretch. My knee was hurting. I'm sorry. Uh, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my dad had the um, the Yellow Submarine animated movie that they did. <laughs> she said so much that adjusting. Was, that, was, that was me peck going, ha. Oh, you're trying to adjust the mic with your pecs? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, see the he had the Yellow Submarine animated movie, and that was like the first real young memories of the Beatles. Um, mm-hmm. I remember obviously he had albums, CDs, and stuff we would listen to in the car. And then shortly after that, um, I transitioned to watching the Hard Day's Night mm-hmm. um, movie that they did, and uh, I watched that many times. Those two many times. So from a young age, uh, I was a big. Big into the Beatles. Did you watch the one on Disney Plus? The uh, documentary one? Yeah. Yes. Very good. I watched the first one and then, well, I don't have Disney Plus anymore, so. Oh, yeah. Wow. So. Tough break. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I love the Beatles. Um, how many of them are? I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's five. <laughs> ah, don't forget Best. Best. You love Best. Best I'll t- or I'll Best? talk about them. Best. I don't want to step on your grounds. Yes. How about we get into a little Lennon's History Corner? Well, I'm not getting there yet. Hey, <laughs> fucking hold your horses. Goddamn impatient people. Well, if you were asked to sum up the 60s in a few short terms, you'd be hard-pressed not to say Beatlemania. See. The Beatles revolutionized music and what it could be and had the ability through their music and charm to possess the world and change... Nope, not change. In chains. Not change. Wow. Only one of them changed their name <laughs> and make their names last for decades and most likely centuries. But where do their stories begin and what long and winding road took them to the top level of stardom and fame? We'll come together, everyone, and let's learn the origin stories of these nowhere men. Right now. In, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to build a pyramid, paint some paintings, and start a revolution. Get ready for Lennon's History Corner. and twos now to feel like a cooler guy mm-hmm. I, sh- I shrunk my notes down to smaller text mm-hmm. problem is now is i need them <laughs> i need them bigger so we're just gonna adjust that quick oh, just off. do a little whoop. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. where do the, so where do their stories begin well i'll tell you where they begin <laughs> as you would say <laughs> it all began in 1542 at the battle of salway mas not quite the English army had just won the war. <laughs> Fast forwarding a little bit to Liverpool, England, in 1957. Fantastic city. Absolutely hate their team. Go Manchester United. Just had to put that out there for our UK listeners. Yeah. If you're a Liverpool fan. Fuck them. Just consider going red, you know. Going red? Yeah, Manchester United. Ah. But Liverpool's red. That didn't make sense. A 16-year-old who went by the name... Wow. Yep. A 16-year-old who went by the name of John Lennon is performing with his band called The Quarrymen. Mm-hmm. During rehearsal for the show on one fateful night, the bass player for the band introduced John to his classmate, a 15-year-old they referred to as Paul McCartney. Paul was asked to play a few songs with them that night and eventually went on to become a permanent member of the group shortly after. I forgot to say. In October, at Paul's first official gig with The Quarrymen, he had a large guitar solo and one of the many songs. That <laughs> Holy shit. Let's calm that down a little bit, buddy. We want to be a little more easy. He did the Marty McFly. and <laughs> yeah. Maybe you're not ready for that. Quoting Paul in the anthology documentary, mm-hmm. he said of that night, things were going fine, but when the moment came in the performance, I got sticky fingers. I thought, what am I doing here? I was just too frightened, and it was too big a moment with everyone looking at the guitar player. I couldn't do it. And that's why George was brought in. So with a little help from his friends, a 15-year-old, whose name is pronounced George Harrison, is brought into the group as their lead guitarist. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. The three little little pigs? (laughs) I don't know know what the noise was. (laughs) What were you going to say? 
Oh, nothing. Just oh, a little sweet. help from his friends. Yeah. I'm going to point out every fucking one I can. You've missed like five. No, I haven't. Okay, good. I just can't hit them all. <laughs> so quick. <laughs> so gifted. <laughs> it's like a Gatling gun. <laughs> These three lads would go on to form the core of the group and formed a lifelong friendship. As well as buzzards in the Jungle Book movie. Can't get that reference, but okay. You don't? I've never heard They're, of the Jungle Book. I'm just kidding. I just don't remember it. Yeah, I just don't remember the buzzards. So... From what Good I form. remember, the uh, the three or four buzzards, I think it was four buzzards, in okay. the Jungle Book, were, they wanted them to be voiced by the Beatles or something. Sure. That's why if you look at them, the buzzards all have like the same haircuts and look like them. I will have to do some research. That's cool. But for some reason they couldn't, so they had somebody else voice them. But I just thought, you know, I'd throw that interjection in. That's cool. Ding. <laughs> that got the cool stamp of approval. <laughs> Throughout the next few years, the quarrymen would play every and any gig they could. Mm-hmm. And during this time, they changed names a couple times <laughs> yeah. before finally settling on... Four, five, six, seven. The Beatles, a name credited to its creation by John and, at the time, their current bass player, Stuart Sutcliffe, by combining Beatles, like okay. the insect, and beat as in the musical term. Mm. Fun fact trivia hour. Okay. Which of these three names... Mm-hmm was a name that the Beatles temporarily went by. The second one. Johnny and the Moondogs, the Silver Beatles, and the Silver Beats. Silver Beats. All of them. Just kidding. Gotcha. You are all a of dick licker. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> yeah, I am. Well, I'm not that, but I got you, bitch. In 1960, the Beatles saw a constant line of drummers in and out. It got to the point where Paul even stepped in to play drums for a gig. The consistent lineup around this period was Paul, John, George, and Stuart. Their manager at the time, Alan Williams, had an idea for them to play shows abroad after the proven success with other bands. Mm -hmm. So the Beatles were set to go to Hamburg and perform. Mm. You okay? Germany was selected. I completely missed that note. Germany was selected as their destination. (laughs) Yes. So the Beatles were set to go to Hamburg and perform. But the issue remained of locking down a drummer for the band. They wanted to go over there and just play a bunch of gigs, but finding a drummer in Germany. Yeah. you know, Time to get beat pissed. I don't know what that was. <laughs> Time to get beat pissed. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't got to take a piss. In a bum? Um, bum, bum. In a bum? So they needed to lock down a drummer. In yes. a bum, bum. In August Brum, of 1961, before their magical mystery tour of Germany, they hired a drummer named Pete Best to round out the now quintet. So they got a ticket to ride and shipped off to Hamburg. And yes, I've missed calling out a couple, but I can't. It's okay. You don't need to call I will them stop out. you 500 times. Take it for the listeners. Take a shot every time I make a Beatles <laughs> Don't joke. do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I will be responsible for alcohol poisoning. I am sorry. Um, <laughs> the one sentence. <laughs> 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 I'm toast already. <laughs> Um, so they heard this guy, Pete Best, play, um, yeah. <laughs> sounded, I heard me, bitch. It sounded just like that. Um, <laughs> Banging away. They heard him play in some gig. hmm Yep. And then they hired him. And now they got him in the band. <laughs> they played regular shows in Hamburg for what seemed like eight days a week throughout 1961 and 1962. And when talking about it in the anthology, Jeff, and talking about it in the anthology deck, John Lennon said, it was Hamburg that did it. That's where we really developed. To get the Germans going and keep it up for 12 hours at a time, we really had to hammer. You did, because the Germans are a pretty serious p- group of people. They don't crack smiles. Yep. We would never have developed as much as if we'd stayed at home. We had to try anything that came into our heads in Hamburg. There was nobody to copy from. We played what we liked best, and the Germans liked it as long as it was loud. That sounds like the Germans. It sounds the German way. During the this time, during this time, mm-hmm. during this time, they also mm. played shows intermittently back home in Liverpool. And it was at one of these shows that a local record store owner named Brian Epstein, who had heard rumors of them in their in his record store, mm-hmm. attended to see what they were all about. He attended a few shows intermittently, and on December 10th of 1961, 
he approached the group to talk to them about managing him. And in January of 1962, the group signed a five-year contract with him. He's a record store owner? Uh, so, yeah, his family owned a record store, and he worked in his family's record store. Um, I think they had, I think they like came from money. They, it says okay. that he was like an entrepreneur and stuff. Just kind of funny. Uh, record store owner goes, I want to manage you guys. Yeah. Well, he had heard, he had heard um, people would come in and they would talk about going to see them. Yeah. They were playing a shit ton of shows like it. That's not what I'm saying. Oh. Uh, I was more saying the, that. The, it, the jump of profession? Yes. Oh, I got like, you. From a music store owner to mm-hmm. a manager? Well, I didn't dive into his backstory too much. He, okay. He may have had some kind of background Okay, 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 okay. Um, but Fuck. the Beatles may not have been where they were without it. Oh, no, absolutely. The Beatles would not have been where they got to. Absolutely. He, he was a very... I wasn't saying he didn't do his job. No, I know you're not. I'm just giving him credit because I noticed I didn't until later on. Until now. Yeah. Yeah. 1962 would prove to be a very big year for them. It's when we became the Fab Four. Well, it would be a big year for them with lots of ups and downs. There was ups and downs. Like us. That's that's this year for us. A lot of ups, little downs. But still. On April 10th of that year. 1962. I wasn't, I wasn't questioning. I was just thank you. Um, Stuart, joining in. Stuart Sutcliffe died of a brain hemorrhage. Um, and I, I don't actually know who that is. Do you not listen to me? That was their bass player, John's friend. Are you joking, <laughs> fucker? <laughs> <laughs> Instant beratement. <laughs> <Instant beratement. laughs> you serious? You don't listen to me? <clears throat> Woo. Might I bring you back to the three pyramids of Giza that are in the uh, line yeah, of the... That thing I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know. yeah. Woosah. Well. Yeah. On June 6th. July not. Of 1962. <laughs> the group recorded for the first time at EMI Studios at 3 Abbey Road, St. John's Wood, London. Fun fact about me, I've been there. Have you really? Yes, when I went to England. When I you went. were John Lennon? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I got can... the same beard, just different color. I don't have the same beard. I know you don't. But you did have a big beard at the end. Mm-hmm. Looked like Jeebus. A little bit. Um, so yes, I did go there when I went to England. And, nice. Uh, it's pretty cool. They got a whole big thing about it there. Yeah. And I walked across the crosswalk at my mother's request, <laughs> and I was not too thrilled. Don't lie. You wanted to. You just it was pretty cool. It was pretty yeah, cool. <laughs> say, don't lie. It was pretty cool. Was there a cemetery over there? Uh, couldn't tell you. It was like almost 10 years ago for me. That's it? 10 years? Yeah. You can't remember what happened 10 years ago. No, but I can quote a movie I've seen once when I was three. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I don't remember the place. It was a big deal to me, but I don't remember it. It was at night too. Mm -hmm. So I don't remember. Oh, so you really were holding up fucking traffic. The nightlife was like, come on, little fucker. Move, you fucking American. (laughs) My name's Lennon, though. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes. Many different stories on the true events of what transpired next with Pete Best circulate even now. Mm. But the gist is that Pete Best was seen to not be fitted for what the producer and the manager of the Beatles saw for their future. And whether internal conflicts with him from the group are true, most likely are, and the decision... Most likely are... The decision was made that he would be shown the door on August 16th, 1962. There it is right there. That's yeah, the door, guys. That's the door. That's the door. Don't let it hit you on the way out, friend. Why are you showing me where the door is? <laughs> with judgment handed down by Epstein after a long discussion with all parties except for Best. Fuck Best. And two days later, two days later, a one Mr. Richard Starkey was hired as their new replacement drummer. Richard Starkey. That's his name. And okay. And his stage name was? Richard Stark. No. <laughs> uh, everyone knows Ringo Starr. With a solid core group now set in stone, a committed campaign of promoting the band by Epstein took place. And in January of 1963, their first UK symbol. Symbol? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> their first UK single, Please Please Me was released and topped the UK charts. Ladies and gentlemen, the rest is history. Gasoline meet fire. 
But what if I were to tell you that something you've already heard of but may not know the full story of yet, Paul died in 1966 and the band covered it up? Question mark? Yesterday. All my troubles. Now they're fucking here to stay. I, I. <laughs> anyway, the conspiracy is thus born, sort of. Yes, it more is. More or less in a few years after that. Well, fast forwarding through time, all the fames. Nope. Fast forwarding through time, <laughs> all, all the, the fame, fame, ups and downs, ladies, screams and excitement, and mm-hmm. many absolutely incredible albums to 1969. Good year. <laughs> great, great. Good, good, <laughs> good year. year. We begin this story in September with a student reporter at Drake University in Des Moines, Iowa. The student reporter published an article called, Is Beetle Paul McCartney Dead? (laughs) (laughs) Is Beetle Paul McCartney Dead? (laughs) This is thought to be the first written evidence of the theory. Its flames were really fanned to spread this wildfire of a rumor when a caller using evidence published in the article, called in to a Detroit radio station, WKNR-FM, Hard Rock, and gave a full breakdown with evidence. DJ Russ Gibb and other numerous (laughs) callers spent that evening on the air discussing the evidence and clues as presented by the mysterious British caller with a thick Liverpoolian accent. That's not true. (laughs) I was about to say, I didn't know this part. No, that's not true. I spent the morning... I've known this, and I've watched interviews and live sh- live stuff of there before. But uh, the Beatles interviews, fucking hilarious. They were funny as hell. Really? Yeah, John was funny. I mean, they all were, but he. Uh, I'll have to watch some then because oh, you should watch them. They're funny shit. Yeah. They. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> um. Yeah, <laughs> but after uh, after that uh, radio broadcast, fuck yeah, <laughs> happened. I don't know. After that, other media outlets began to pick up the story and run with it, and thus the legend is born. Fall is dead. Missum, missum, missum. Yes, piecing together clues as supposedly hidden by the now Fab Three, the story of the events goes as follows. Tell us. After a heated fight during a recording session of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, my favorite album of theirs, Mm -hmm. Paul McCartney Mm -hmm. left in a fit of rage and was brutally killed in a car accident on November 9th of 1966. Some versions of this theory claim he was actually even decapitated. Yeah, I've seen that. After mourning their loss in secret for a few days, it was decided that to spare the fans... Only a few days. Best friend. Dead. Give you two days. After this, <laughs> it was decided that they would cover up the tragic death and hosted a lookalike contest in secret and found a nam no found a man <laughs> Nam found a, found they a man, went to Vietnam <laughs> found a man named William Shears or William Campbell, depending or, on the theory. Or Pete Best. Or- <laughs> <laughs> He did everything he could to get back into the band. <laughs> I got this, guys. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, Just the God. confidence you had on that. <laughs> what the hell's his name? Oh, Shit. Jesus. <laughs> he needed back in any way possible. He was plotting this for six years. For Excellent. Holy oh, Christ. <laughs> I'm crying. Uh, Billy Shears. I wanted to say Billy Shears, not Pete Best. Well, William is belongs. I know. I know. Okay. Okay, okay. Most people. <laughs> that guy's got it. He's on my mind. Oh, my God. Well. <laughs> If you're just joining us and Lennon looks like he's crying, he was. Oh, fuck. He really loves Paul. <laughs> he needed back. Oh, fuck. Well, uh, after some light plastic surgery and some teaching of Paul's mannerisms and just general musical, vocal, and songwriting talent, voila, yeah. Paul is back, bitches. Oh, and turning him from right-handed to left-handed. Oh, there we go, yeah. yeah. Paul's back, bitches. Now, yeah. it seems, now it seems at this point that the decision to hide his death was not the choice of the Fab Three, and feeling guilty about lying to their fans, 
They began leaving clues and secret messages to reveal the truth in their songs and art. Yes. Basic gist of the, of the theory. Yeah. Side note, in my research, I stumbled upon a quote from Paul in 1970. Paul in... Oh. You mean Pete Bass. <laughs> <laughs> from Paul in 1974 during an interview with Rolling Stone that amused me. Mm-hmm. He said... Someone from my office rang me up and said, look, Paul, you're dead. And I said, oh, I don't agree with that. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> pretty good. Yeah. Oh, man. I, but I guess I'd be the last person to know when I'm dead. That's another clue from him. Yeah. Or clue. Quote. That's the word. <laughs> from Pete. <laughs> We've gone off the rails. Yes. So let's get into some of these clues. And we're going to start with Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Yes, sir. Great album. Fantastic album. Even incredible. It's pushing it a little bit. Listen okay. here, motherfucker. <laughs> I love all their albums. So, a constant barrage of clues has been, quote-unquote, discovered um, throughout the past 50 years? 50, some, uh, 40, uh, whatever. Math is difficult for the brain. Um, so, let's start with the cover art. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Paul is the only one facing the camera, while mm-hmm. the other three are turned inward towards him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And act as "quote unquote" Paul bearers. <laughs> you, you tricky sons of bitches. Yeah. Um, comedian Izzy Bond is pictured behind him, holding his palm above and open over Paul's head, signifying death and Eastern mysticism. Mythicism. Mythicism. <laughs> Paul is the only member holding a black instrument. That was on. <laughs> that whimsical. <laughs> yeah. uh, Paul is the only member holding a black instrument, also an indication of death. Mm-hmm. And if you held a mirror up to the bass drum on the cover, it The is, Lonely Hearts turns into a to one. one. Then it spells out one. I-X. One, and one. I-X, I-X. Which is nine. He die. Die, yes, which is supposedly one one is 11, yes. ix is Roman numeral nine, he so, dies, so 11 nine. Mm-hmm. Which in England they do day first, not month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. Okay, sorry, you're not supposed to be doing that part. Um, well, I'll hit a few in this and then you can go through and give me the answer. Let's do the cover, I'll do the at the bottom, or do you want to do the album? And then I'll, I'll just the... I'll just hit like them as the like the group you got, and then you can just give them me after. Okay, that's what I'm saying. I didn't know if you want to do the cover or the whole album. No, I'll just then... do cover, and I'll do Got them it. in that category okay. order. Um, also, in front of them at the lower portion of the cover, there is Paul's bass guitar, as oh. it looks like. Yes. Um, in flowers, but if you look closely, it may spell out Paul. If you trace it, Paul question mark, right? Paul question mark, correct. Yeah. Yes. Paul? But it's also supposed to look like a, a funeral, like a freshly buried body. Correct, Yes. Is that all on the cover? Yes. Well, all right. Now it's my turn to talk about the cover. Well, as for Paul facing the camera and the other three facing him as Paul bearers, yes. Uh, outtakes of the photo show they tried many different poses, and Paul was not always in the middle, and he was also not always under the hand, obviously mm-hmm. not in the middle. Right. Um, he wasn't always facing the camera. Uh, sometimes he wasn't even looking at the camera. And Ringo, some in one shot, Ringo actually took his place underneath the palm from mm. Izzy Bond. Now let's move down. Uh, Izzy Bond, right? Yeah. Okay, sorry. You started laughing. I was like, oh, did I fuck up again? No, you didn't. <clears throat> also about the open palm. Yes. Uh, there's actually no indication that it actually means and is a sign of death. So mm. uh, there's that to keep in your back of the head. Sweet. Keep in the back of your head. Now, Paul being the only member to have a black instrument. Mm-hmm. Well, in the outtake photos of the covers, <laughs> I tried. <laughs> in the outtake photos of the cover as well show that Paul isn't always holding the black instrument. Sometimes he's holding a, a brass instrument. Mm-hmm. So that's not even consistent. Yep. Let's look at the Lonely Hearts, which you've kind of touched on already. Sorry. Mirrored image of yes. the 119 He Dead. Date format doesn't hold up to the UK standard format mm-hmm. of day, month, year. So it would actually read 9-11, which is a whole different bag of tricks. Yeah. Also, November 9th is the day Lennon met Yoko at the Indica Gallery in London. Mm-hmm. So that's another significant day. But also Take th- with it as you will. Think about how incredible and, and far-fetched yeah. for them to find a word that exactly mirrored 
a date of a significant event that they could con- convey. You know what I mean? It's just very that, coincidental. That that I think is a coincidence. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> lastly, well, yep. The guitar at the bottom in the burial. Um, the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't proper. According to ph- the photographer Peter Blake, the, the, <laughs> Blake. <laughs> the guitar made of flowers was a suggestion from one of the assistants during the shoot. The fact that it spells Paul question mark is merely a coincidence. Yes. So it was a last second ad. Mm. But I went to Liverpool. <laughs> you did? Yeah. It's almost um, like I've heard this. Yeah. Um, no, Abbey Road's in London. I thought you said Liverpool you've been to. I've been to England. <laughs> I went to many different towns. Oh, you said you could do a Liverpool accent. Yeah. Um, My bad. And I uh, went to the Beatles Museum there, and yeah. they actually have Sgt. Pepper's cover. Like, um, part of the part of it's the poster and stuff like that, yeah. but they had the whole, like, bottom burial, not burial, <laughs> burial. <laughs> <laughs> they had the whole bottom uh, with the flowers and everything like that, yeah. all, like, exactly, perfectly detailed. This is kind of cool to look at. That is cool. Did I have they, recreation? Somewhere. Yeah, I have okay, pictures okay. somewhere. That's of, awesome. Of all of my trip, but... Um, so moving on, opening up the fold of the album. Yeah, I think they call it a gatefold, the but gatefold. I might have yeah. misheard that. Picture all four. Picture of all four. <laughs> There's a picture of all four of them. Picture all four of them. And Paul had a patch on, Paul had on the picture, a patch on his left shoulder that read OPD. Also known as officially pronounced dead. Well, that's what they took it as the acronym. Yeah, in, in British. It, well, in British, that's what it is. OPD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like our DOA. Yes. Great Foo Fighter song. Right. Okay, now we're going to look at some alternate photos again. Uh-huh. If I can find them, of course, they'll be in the video. Yep. It is clear that the patch reads OPP, which is actually the Ontario Provincial Police. Proven- provincial? Ah, oh, fuck me. Provincial. Whatever. I, I don't know how to say Providential. It. Nope. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Not even close. Anyways, it says anyway, OPP, yeah. for fuck's yeah. sakes. Yeah. It's, a, it's a Canadian police, uh, police patch. <laughs> but it looks <laughs> cool <laughs> it fit on there. Uh, yeah, I think it was given to him as a as an honor, sure, or something. And they sure. put it on there, yeah, uh, something like that, something baby. Something like that. OPP, yeah, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> you down with ODB? Yeah, you know me. <laughs> on the back of the album, uh huh. Paul is the only Beatle with his back facing the camera. Fucking in ungrateful asshole! What an arrogant prick. Georgathan, <laughs> Georgathan, <laughs> Georgathan Harrison is pointing at the lyric. From She's Leaving Home, Wednesday, I'm not saying it, Wednesday morning at 5 o'clock a.m., the supposed time of Paul's death in November 9th fell on a Wednesday in 1966. Incredible. Incredible. Well, this was just a favorite photo out of a series of photos that were taken for the back cover. Sure. So it is coincidental coincidental. that that, uh, Harrison George, as you call him, or Georgel. George. <laughs> George. <laughs> That's right. That Georgethon is pointing to that specific lyric as no other um, photo. I don't remember how many they take. I don't think they told, but whatever. No other none of the other photos had him pointing or Paul mm-hmm. facing the other way. Sure. So next. On the music yeah. itself. I didn't squeak. The title track ends with the Beatles singing Billy Shears. And uh, When I'm 64 also begins with Billy Shears. Yeah. The In the Life track alludes to Paul's death. He blew his mind out in a car. He didn't notice that the lights had changed was the next line after that. But he blew his mind out in the car. Well, are you ready for this one? Sure. Hit me with it. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of me! <laughs> in Paul McCartney's interview with Rolling Stone in 1974... Mm-hmm. He answered the question, you were supposed you were supposedly Billy Shears according to one of those theories. He said, and I quote, Ringo's Billy Shears. Definitely. That was just in the production of Sgt. Pepper. Mm-hmm. It just happened to turn out that we dreamed up Billy Shears. It was a rhyme for years, band you've known for all these years, mm-hmm. and here he is, the one and only Billy Shears. We thought that that's a great. That's a great little name. That was terrible. Anyways, it's an Eleanor Rigby type name, a nice atmospheric name, and it was leading into Ringo's track. So as far as we were concerned, it was purely and simply a device to get the next song in. 
you were just singing over there, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Picks up the rice in the church. <laughs> and then the car, my foot fell asleep and it feels so weird. <laughs> feels so weird. Well, moving on. Nope. Unless nope. we're not. The car death. <laughs> Sorry. The car death lyric was based on the death of Tara Brown, where he died cr- crashing a sports car into a lamppost in December of 1966. Mm-hmm. So those are all the clues. Exp- uh, rebuttals? I think rebuttals sound nice. Rebuttals. Test two. Well, moving on to the Magical Mystery Tour. Album two is what I meant. Test two. (laughs) There'll be a test on this later. (laughs) Later. Well, moving on to the Magical Mystery Tour. On the cover of it, Paul is the only member in black and stands in a crucifixion pose. Both indications of death. Mm. Also, looking at the stars, they spell out Beatles upside down. There is a phone number, which when called... On Wednesday at 5 a.m. or 5 p.m., people claim to get either cryptic messages or actually talk to Billy Shears. Isn't that number the London Mortuary number? So here's the thing. First off, it spells out Beatles, but if you turn it upside down, it gives you a number. You said it like upside down, it spells out Beatles. (laughs) Just, Just thought I'd point that out for you listeners. Incredible. So here's the thing. There are actually four numbers you get from it. Um. If you look at it upside down like you were just talking about, yes. you get one number. Yes. But if you look in it, look at it through a mirror, sure. you get three different numbers. Okay. So there's really four numbers you could be getting, and there's no evidence that calling it at 5 p.m. or 5 a.m. on a Wednesday, you get anybody. Sure. So Apparently, uh, you get to talk to Billy Shears. <laughs> go ahead. Imagine they really did swap out Paul for this Billy Shears guy. Yeah. And it's like... Well, <laughs> it's four, hard to say here. Four fifty nine. Better get on next to the phone. Here we go. Ah, ha! Billy Shears here. It was me. <laughs> Hangs up. <laughs> Another one. Cryptic message insert here. <laughs> oh lord. Anyway, I love that your mouse was the key thing. Yeah. As for uh, Paul being the walrus, uh, if you watch the special, it is clear that uh, it's not Paul. As the walrus. It's actually John mm. as the walrus. Have you, you know the cover I'm talking about. Yeah. They're all completely covered. You can't tell who's who. Uh-huh. You watch the special, John's actually the walrus. Mm. Incredible. I didn't, I didn't say that. John's not dead, though. John, John is dead. At the time! <laughs> God damn you. Time. <laughs> damn you. <laughs> Too soon. Oh, God, that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, opening, of the, opening up the U.S. version with a 24-page booklet... Why didn't You'll they give that for the UK? Because Fuck we're... the UK. Now, I'm joking, guys. I actually like the UK. So do I. Yeah. Oh, Manchester United. Go. Four instances of hands above Paul's head. Page 14, 15, 18, and 24. On page 3, Paul is sitting at a desk with the message, I was, in front of him. And the centerfold... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking of play point now. And the centerfold with the fold-out page. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Paul, it's Paul. Paul is the only one with shoes on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Paul's the only one with shoes, and his shoes have blood stains. Without shoes. <clears throat> That's what I said. Paul's I, the only one without shoes. I thought you said with. I'm sorry. I might have. I'll I'm just take it from the beginning. Paul's okay. the only one without shoes. <laughs> and his shoes have blood stains on that next to the bass drum, just above. <laughs> They're sitting next to the bass drum, just above How page How do you 13. read your notes? <laughs> <laughs> because, as you know... I don't write every single word because I'd like to try to have a conversation with you. Mm. So it forces me to look at you. Gotcha. On the centerfold, Paul is the only one without shoes, and his shoes have blood stains on them. Next to the bass drum, just above page 13. That's not it either. That is. <laughs> okay, fine. cool. Yeah. On page 23, Paul is the only one and wearing me. a black flower. What? You said 23. I said 23 and me. Sorry. Oh. Another symbol of death. Ha! Yeah. All right. Oh, there we go. That was that. That was that, and this is this. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about the real shit. The sign actually says, I, you, was. Mm. Uh, so that's great English, first <laughs> off. That makes <laughs> great English. Thanks for I, clarification. you, was. Uh, it fits with them, though. It does. It sounds like a Beatles thing. Uh, it, was, it was like an I, then it was, we want you sign, but yeah. it says you, and then was. Won't you so, so bad. Get it, girl. The centerfold of Paul um, and being shoeless, well, that's just a personal choice. He's always shoeless, if you notice. That's yeah. just what he liked to be. 
and the blood stains on his shoe that were sitting next to the bass drum. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Who put all this shit in my shoes? Well, the bass drum was red, so it kind of looks like it's a reflection off the bass drum onto the shoes. Okay. Now, we're going to get into the black flower. Okay. Now we're going to get into the black flower. Yep. Um, In an interview with Life magazine, Paul explains, I was wearing a black flower because they ran out of red ones. Now, the thing is, is this doesn't explain uh, why in the um, the special he had a red bouquet of flowers if they ran out of black flowers. Mm. But Smoking gun. No. I mean, <laughs> I mean, sure, one was a bouquet and one was a pin on his yeah, chest. Yeah, so yeah. maybe they can't put the bouquet in the pin. But whatever. You get the point. Sure. But that is all I have for those rebuttals. Well, on the record itself, on the songs, near the end of I Am the Walrus, I almost said I Am a Walrus. <laughs> no, you're not. We just went over this. You're not. <laughs> near the end of I Am the Walrus, barely heard voices reciting the death of Oswald from Shakespeare's King Lear. Mm-hmm. You can barely hear voices. When played backwards, you hear a demonic chanting of Paul is dead, haha. In the Strawberry Fields Forever, you... Hear John in the background saying, I buried Paul. Yeah. That one's. That one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's not a backwards one. That's just a. That's just regular. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you don't have the rebuttal for it, I do. I do. Okay. Damn. So <laughs> the first one with Kings Lear, this is just a coincidence. When they turned on the radio while mixing the song, it just happened to be on the radio at that time and they captured that moment. I thought John added it in on purpose. I read. Um, either way. Either way, it's on there from the radio. <clears throat> it's from the radio. It's not on purpose. I mean, it is on purpose, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Paul is dead. Ha ha. Heard being. Yeah, when playing back. <clears throat> I got like a frog in my throat. I thought you took care of this before you came. <laughs> I don't think I did, did I? I drank so much fucking water to stay hydrated for this. Yeah. And then I had one stupid little chicken wrap and it was all over. Yeah. Anyways. Papa's hungry. <laughs> <laughs> the Paul is dead ha-ha lyric, when heard played backwards, could be chalked up more to, like, the power of suggestion. Mm. Um, it just, I mean, you can, it's like when you say, when you listen to this, do you hear this? And then you listen to it, yeah. you hear that. Yeah. Whereas if you didn't say that, maybe you don't hear it. Sure. Strawberry Fields Forever, uh, the I Buried Paul. Uh, listening to an alternate take on the Beatles Anthology 2, Lennon is clearly saying... Cranberry sauce. Yeah. Cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce. The other thing is, is actually when listening to it and it says, I buried Paul, it yeah. sounds like I buried. I didn't hear Paul. Yeah, you really got to have headphones on. Gotcha. You really got to have headphones on. You know, back then they had those like really nice Sony Bluetooth ones that I have where you can really hear good and clear. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving on to the White Album included poster in the album is apparently the only known photo of Billy Shears before his plastic surgery. Right. Now, I did not know this, and I looked it up, and I'm curious mm-hmm. to see which one it is sometime. You have to point it out to me. Okay. Yeah. Which which photo? Poto. <laughs> that was not. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm kind of glad that you did that. Good call back. All right. I'm going to show you. <clears throat> I want to see if it's the one I thought it was. I'm so sorry, because I screenshot this one. Okay. So. Glass onion, John tells. That's what I thought. That's yep. what I thought it was. It's the only picture like it doesn't fit. Yeah, because it's like all of them. I'll talk about that one as well when you're done. Okay. Um, wait, that, that was just the poster, right? Yes. Uh, is more likely just Paul McCartney wearing glasses to me. Uh, but if you look closely, you can kind of see a difference in his mustache, mm. and he has a chin difference. Mm. I don't know if it's like a uh, weight thing. Okay. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but his chin looks a little different to me, and his mustache like yep. has this kind of like what you have. I hate that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to point uh, out. No, like it's that. okay. It's okay. But if you looked at uh, the Billy Shears picture, it's just like a full mustache like this. You know, yeah. like there's no gap there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the two things I wanted to point out mm-hmm. in saying that it's probably just a younger or an alternate photo of Paul or just somebody glasses. fucking else. <laughs> but the point is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, when you listen to the songs and Glass Onion, John sings, well, here's another clue for you all. The walrus was Paul. Yes, Silo. Yes, Silo? I, I was going to say, I, 
I have his interview, but I'm going to wait. At the end of So Tired, we hear gibberish. Played backwards, we hear Paul is dead, man. Miss him, miss him, miss him. Playing the beginning of Revolution 9 backwards, you will hear Turn Me On, Dead Man. Yes. Turn me on, dead man. <laughs> Turn me on, dead man. Turn me on, dead man. <laughs> so, the Glass Onion song. Uh, Paul is not the one I want to talk about. John is. John did an interview. John Lennon did an interview with Playboy Thanks magazine. for the clarification. <laughs> yeah. <I did. laughs> There's so many Johns. <laughs> he did an interview with Playboy magazine in April of 1981. Nice. He stated that he wrote the lyrics because he felt guilty about choosing Yoko over Paul. Here's his quote. Yeah, that line was a joke, you know? That line was put in partly because I was feeling guilty because I was with Yoko. And I knew I was finally high and dry. In a, pres- in a perverse way, I almost said preservative way. <laughs> He's preserving himself. In a perverse way, I was sort of saying to Paul, here, have this crumb, have this illusion, have this stroke because I'm leaving you. Anyways. Uh, also, Glass Onion was written in 1968, uh, well before the height of the Paul was dead craze. Mm-hmm. And as for the uh, gibberish, that's backwards. Well, Sgt. Pepper's came out right after, so. Yeah. It, theoretically, he supposedly died in 1966, so I don't know. Well, here, he, this clue, if it was a clue, he's yeah. directly addressing the fans, maybe, is what they took it. So I see what yeah. you're saying. I argued uh, with myself there. <laughs> you did. It. We went, You went on a journey. I just listened. You took a ride. Uh, as for the Paul is dead man, miss him, miss him, miss him. First off, when you play the backwards, mm-hmm. it does sound like he says Paul is dead, miss him, miss him, yes. miss him. There's like clear as day. Mm-hmm. Uh, forwards, though, it's Monsieur, Monsieur, how about another one? Mm-hmm. Now, I have did that, you know, our little app we have that we can record and put it backwards. Yeah. I get miss him, miss him, miss him. I don't get Paul is dead man when I say it. So it when must be the it, accent. It, I was going to say it's, it's got to be the accent. Um, then the last one uh, that you just covered, sorry. The Revolver 9. Revolution. That's what Revolver I meant to say. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Revolution 9. And it says, turn me on, dead man, when it's saying number 9, number 9, number 9. Yeah. Yeah, you got me here. I don't I don't know. I got nothing. I get, if you say number 9, think you can hear. think that's a hell of a coincidence. I think no, so, not, Sorry. I think that's just a coincidence. <laughs> I do, too, because uh, you say number 9 and you can hear. So, is, is John saying that Paul turned him on? <laughs> no. He's a necrophiliac. He likes to fuck dead people. Um, yeah. White album. I don't know how to finish after that. Anyways, let's go to Yellow Submarine. Yellow Submarine. This really has nothing. Yeah, there's just another hand over Paul's head on the cover. Yeah, as we discussed earlier. It is what it is. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Sorry. What's up? Yep. I, was, I knew I wanted to say something. First mention of Yoko in the episode. Uh-huh. Have you ever seen the video of when she performed with John and Chuck Berry? I have not. Okay, do you know the story of this? I do not. All right, f- fun story for you listeners. All right, should I strap in? Um, there's a video on YouTube of this. I'll, you just look up what I just said. So <laughs> We're not doing the fucking work for you. Just look it up. John Lennon and Chuck Berry are doing a concert together. Yes. Um. Yoko's on stage with a tambourine and a microphone. Um, midway through the song, she starts screaming, cackling, and yelling into the microphone. And uh, you can look at Chuck Berry's face when she does it, and he's like, like that. He makes like a, what the fuck face? And then she started doing it again. And like um, the story goes that there was a music tech behind the, uh, audio tech behind the scenes, Fucking unplugged her microphone because she's wailing into the and you can't hear anything. And Chuck Berry and John Lennon are singing, playing guitar, and she's like, ah, nah, nah, like what right the into fuck. The, yeah, you gotta look. I'll show you that video later. <laughs> fucking she, hilarious. Was she whacked? Whacked? Crazy? Oh, not dead. Whacked? We're not no. in the fucking mafia, Lennon. <laughs> Jesus, did, did we whack her? <laughs> um, I don't know. There's lots of <laughs> lots of <laughs> she whacked lots of stuff about Yoko and John and all that. But this episode's not about Yoko and you. It's about <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, Abatha Road, also known as Abby. <laughs> no, Abby, Abby Road on the Abbey hey, Road. Uh, yeah, you were there. I was there at <laughs> night. I walked across that crosswalk. You held up traffic. Speaking of the impressive crosswalk, yeah, I'm sure people probably avoid that shit there. Like, I, I'm going to go around Abbey Road. Fucking tourists. Fucking There's tourists. There's a line. 
Well, on the cover of Abbey Road, yep. you can see the Beatles walking away from what appears to be a cemetery. John is leading this quote-unquote funeral procession, dressed like a dressed all in white, looking like Christ with a long hair. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> long hair and long beard. Yeah. Ringo is next in all black, and he acts as a pallbearer, while Paul is next up with the rest of the barefoot. Well, Paul is next up behind Ringo while he's walking barefoot and out of step with the rest of them. And behind him is George, who is in denim and signifying a gravedigger or mm-hmm. a uh, funeral attendee. Which I think they did that on purpose. The order, how they did it. I think they were trying to signify that shit, but I don't know. Uh-uh. What were they doing? They're just dressed like you want to dress. We'll talk about it in your rebuttal. The Volkswagen Beetle in the background has his license plate 28. 28- 1F or IF. That's IF. That's IF. Yep. 28F. The Volkswagen Beetle in the background has the license plate 28IF, representing that Paul would be 28 in 1969 if he were still alive. Yes, sir. All right. Well, Paul was (laughs) (laughs) naked. No, he wasn't. He was not naked. He was naked under those clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Bet you shower naked too, you dirty. (laughs) I usually do it with a song on so paul oh god <laughs> it's a song and in the front it has a buffalo bill so when i get excited they're charging <laughs> anyways anyways so it was a hot day so paul took off his sandals that's why he's barefoot he's always barefoot <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, again you can see the, all these in the outtake photos uh they took i think six outtake outtake photos <laughs> it took six outtake photos and the one they use is just the best one the other ones, he had sandals on. Sure. He was in step with them. They were always in the same order, but, um, yeah, it just was the best fa-fa-fa-fa-fa-photo. Mm-hmm. They get were walking out to go get lunch. What are you talking about? They were in the middle of recording, in the recording session, and they walked out to go get lunch, and then they were like, oh, we'll just take a picture here. Okay. It's from what I've always read, not always, but from what I read about the I, album. I did not read that or hear that. I could very you well You could be, be right. I, I don't know. I didn't research why they took the photo. Uh, you did when, the research, so I didn't have to. Uh, but they tried to get... A fo- blah, 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 blah. The bug, the Volkswagen Beetle. Sure. They tried to get it to move, but they couldn't find the owner. Mm. Um, and because they were blocking traffic, they couldn't take the time to get a tow truck and have it towed, so they just took the picture with it in the background. It worked. Also, the license plate doesn't say 28F. It says 281F. Mm. Um, and lastly, Paul would have been 27 at that time, not 28. So, mm. uh, those are the only clue rebuttals I have. Well, on the back of the album, yeah, to the left of the word Beatles, there are th- a series of three dots. Mm-hmm. When you trace them. That if you connect them, it reads three Beatles. Yes. A hint, possibly, could it be that there's three Beatles? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I got nothing for that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, it's just that's what it is. Uh, yeah. Well, on the compilation album, Yesterday and Today, what is it? Uh, the songs you're saying? It's a compilation album, Yesterday and Today. Okay. It's, it's an actual album. Okay. Well, on the compilation. It's a fucking album! On the comp- album! Well, on the <laughs> compilation album. On the compilation <laughs> album, Yesterday and Today, the cover of it, it, Paul is seen in the center covered in meat. And the bodies of the headless of headless baby dolls. Yeah, both an indication of his car accident. Incredible. And on the reissued cover, turn the record sideways, and Paul looks to be in a <clears throat> casket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you turn it sideways. Yeah. If you turn it's... me upside down, I will look like a vampire. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucking Christ. Issue here is both covers were made and released prior to Paul's apparent death in mm-hmm. 1966. Yes. Paul. Is the man Paul McCartney? No, Paul Bunyan. <laughs> oh, got me. Now I know we were we were touching on just the clues for from the albums, which that was the last album, right? The last yes, album. that was the last album. We obviously couldn't hit all of the clues because over fifty years there's, there's been a, a lot of them. shite tons. So those were the main ones from the albums. There's also the thing about um, I almost called him Pete Bess again, mm. Billy Shears, being. Oh. Um, you know, picked and turned into Paul. Yeah. Uh, Paul's crash. Oh, oh the. Uh, I'm sorry. Accident. No. The they're saying one of the smoking guns is the um, scar on his lip. 
uh-huh. that he had. Yeah. Paul crashed his moped in 1965 in December, uh, which is where he got the scar on his lip and a chipped tooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, this led to him wanting to grow a mustache to hide the scar. Yep. So that's where that scar came from, whichever side That's it's where on. his mustache came from. Yes. Um, not because Billy Shears. Billy Jean is. Oh, wrong fucking singers. They, um, it was the whole, um, Justice League reshoots with Henry Cavill and the mustache gate. so bad. (laughs) It was that all against. I like the Zack Snyder one, personally. A little long. I hate both of them. (laughs) Anyway. Well, I'm a Marvel guy, so Marvel's more my tang. So I want to hear your thoughts to start. Well? On on the whole thing. The conspiracy that Paul was not Paul. Um, um, if my uh, mannerisms throughout this episode haven't made it clear, I do not think that shit is real. This whole week, I was sitting here like, yeah, Lennon. Lennon's going to think this is real. I, <laughs> I had this feeling you were going to think it's real. Yeah. And I was not going to think it's real. I was like, this is going to be a yeah great conversation we're going to have. Well, that just went out the window. <laughs> Sorry. <So. laughs> no, well, if you don't do you think want me it's to real. tell you my thoughts on why? I do, yes. All right. I'm probably going to have a lot of similar thoughts. Sure. I said, look, Paul is, did not die. Paul is did not die. Um, <laughs> the scale of such a cover-up is on par with faking the moon landing. Yes. Um, we were talking about completely deleting a person from existence and replacing mm-hmm. them with someone else, and it's ridiculous. Yes. Um, the argument could be made that his death was hidden to keep Beatlemania going and keep money coming in. But I personally do not suspect the three members to be that selfish or ingreedy. Right. Especially taking into account the brotherhood and friendships that they had. Um, you also got to think that, uh, like, to, to put plastic surgery and make someone look like Paul, that already is like a look like. Sure, right. maybe you can do that. To give him the same voice, the exactly. same singing, the exactly. same talent, the same writing skills. And do that with the record label, his three friends, mm. his family, any of his friends. All never saying a word to this day. Right. Highly, highly. Like, do a thought experiment. Imagine you yourself Mm -hmm. have the ability to plan your replacement in by tomorrow, by by three days from now. Yeah. And have all the memories. Exactly. Um, Well, you'd be dead, so you can't do the aftermath. Nope. You're going to replace me (laughs) three days from now. Jesus. So... How how like how would you logistically do all of that? And you and I aren't even in like the spotlight of fame, right? So like, there's less people who would know the difference, and it's that difficult, right? And I have a quote here from John who mm-hmm. said talked about it in 1969. He said, "It's a lot of nonsense. Paul McCartney couldn't die without the world knowing. It couldn't die without the world knowing it. The same as he couldn't get married without the world knowing it. It's impossible. He can't go on holiday without the world knowing it." It's just insanity, but it's a great plug for Abbey Road. Yeah. <laughs> <It's good. laughs> Other thing is uh, the alleged car accident, November 9th, 1966. Yes. Uh, I've seen two things. Either one puts Paul not at the place. He either was in a different car mm-hmm. with Mick Jagger, or the other one I've seen more prevalent is that he was on vacation, right, and there was evidence of him being yes. on vacation. Right. So he's not even in the same place. Yeah. So now as for Capitol Records, I had a little thing on them. Okay. Um, like, why would they leave? Okay, we both don't think it actually happened. So let's yeah. just say, why would they leave the rumor and not try to dispel it? Uh, fans were buying multiple um, albums mm-hmm. of the same album because they would ruin the first one to yep. play it backwards, and then they'd buy a second one just to listen to. Uh-huh. So now you're buying two per, per like, you're just, your sales are going up. You're making a lot more sales. It's like when Elvis uh, and his campaign... They sold both uh, Elvis pins and uh, uh, pins against Elvis, because they sold both sides of the coin. Because it's right. going out, and it's right. just smart. But um, they knew the hoax was making them money, so they did not, or they did nothing to dispel the rumors, and mm-hmm. had no shame in capitalizing on all of it. Mm-hmm. So I have a quote now from okay. a sales manager from Capitol Records in November 1969. Capitol Records sales manager reported a significant increase in sales of Beatles catalog albums attributed to the rumor of Paul's death. Uh-huh. Capital's vice president of national merchandising established that this is going to be the biggest month in the history in terms of Beatles sales. The rumor benefited the commercial performance of Abbey Road in the U.S. where... <clears throat> where it comfortably outsold all the band's previous albums, Sgt. Pepper, 
and Magical Mystery Tour, both of which had been off the charts since February, re-entered the Billboard Top LPs charts, peaking at number 101 and 109, respectively. Mm -hmm. So why would they dispel the rumors when it's just making them money? Exactly. So that's the last bit I had on my thoughts. Yeah, I mean... I don't think it... I think Paul is Paul. It's definitely... Yeah, yeah, it's definitely... uh, Still extremely intriguing. Well, yeah, for sure. This is definitely intriguing and... For sure. (laughs) <laughs> okay, like you said, a gained in popularity. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think it just adds a little bit of like mystery. Yeah. Lore. Yeah. It's just like oh, I mean, the Beatles are the Beatles, and they're phenomenal, and you know, their music is creative and genius, and all of their like, I don't know, everything that they did to put into it is just that it added a whole nother layer to it. Absolutely. So. That's that? That's yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, didn't happen. Now, me as somebody who uh, subscribes mentally to a lot of conspiracy theories. Yes, you do. Um, and that's okay. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm a crackpot. I can't wait for the episode where we're um, different opinions of it, mm-hmm. which I really thought was going to be this episode. Yeah. And I was excited, yeah. but you let me down, kid. Sorry. I'm kidding. I'm fired. <laughs> Anyways, your conspiracy riddled mind. Yeah. What were you saying? Oh, um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's okay. Uh, yeah, no, oh, that's, yeah, no, um, yeah. I, maybe, I don't, like, no, I don't think this didn't happen. Okay. Um, I don't think this didn't happen. Hey, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Paul's alive. Um, I agree. Even though there's lots of other more outlandish theories that I think are real. That's okay. <laughs> so. But, so that was... The conspiracy on Paul McCartney's death. Next week, we're going to talk about did John Lennon make a deal with the devil and the devil came due in 1980? Well, don't find out next week because we're not doing that. No. <laughs> that is actually a conspiracy rumor that they Wait, have. Wait, seriously? Yeah. I did not know that. I mean, one. we couldn't do a whole episode on it, but. Well, everybody in Hollywood supposedly makes deals with the devil. That's what we need to do. Ah. Oh. Well, Special knife. I'll cut Here my we hand. go. <laughs> <laughs> I already cut my hand. We're good. <laughs> See? Hand is cut from a chainsaw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now grandma's going to stop listening. <laughs> Why? It's not the real. It's the... I know, but she doesn't like when you guys talk about it. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, every time you guys bring it up, she yells at you to shut up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't bring it up. Or I could be wrong, and grandma, I apologize for calling you out for nothing. <laughs> well, it was a bloody mess. Yeah. Just like... Well, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I was really going to try and do the uh, do the outro with an accent. Yeah, I don't you have should. the confidence level anymore. You know, it could have been a bloody mess. Go do it. Come on. Come on. Come on. You can do it. Ladies and gentlemen and Squatches, thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. If you'd like to reach out to us and let us know your thoughts or your opinions, you can do so by finding us on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook, and also on our YouTube channel. The links will be in the show notes below. Hello. If you enjoy what we do here at Don't Touch My Sasquatch and would like to support us, join us on our Patreon to get bi-weekly bonus shows, discounts on merch, exclusive Patreon-only content, and lots more to come. All that for as little as $5 a month. As little as 5 Just keep a squatch alive. <laughs> yeah. You haven't played that ad in so long. We haven't done that in a while. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. Hit the subscribe button for auto-downloads to listen first thing every Monday morning, and you can drop us a five-star rating or a review. We would love to hear from you. And this will help us to grow and bring you more content for you to enjoy. For sure. For sure. Join us next Monday for our next incredible episode. You may write us, rate us, review us, but remember to always stay curious, be vigilant, and don't touch my Sasquatch. Don't do it. He's still pondering yesterday. Oh, my troubles were so... Peace! See ya! (laughs) That's my line! Did your line! Let's do it. We all live in a silly fucking dream. Please wait. Seven minutes in. Thank you. We'll come together, everyone, and let's learn the origin stories of these nowhere men. Right now. In. (laughs) (laughs) No one swore. (laughs) (laughs) It's like your breath sounded like a jet turbine (laughs) winding up. (laughs) I was getting ready to go. Already another cut. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Don't be. I thought I, I, I thought I fixed this issue before coming. <laughs>
Sorry, honey. Got a little juices on your face. Jesus. I started choking. That's okay. I'm sorry. Need a drink without ruining equipment. That was a noisy drink. (laughs) We're going to do a show on trampolines. Sorry. Girls on trampolines, actually. Fucking lies. Oh, Oh, shit. (laughs) I shit my pants. (laughs) (laughs) Who put all this shit in my pants? Um, Funeral. Paul. Faces, camera dead as other three. (laughs) 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 I didn't think you're doing word for word. This is just clues from me. Mm. Word however you want. Get that shit out of there. (laughs) Play that record, fat man. (laughs) I'm joking. You know, can we we cut that? It made it sound like I was calling you fat man, but it was just like a joke. I know it was. (laughs) It's okay. God damn you. What? Typed in John McCartney. <laughs> I love the day we were uh, we were outside. I think it was after lunch or getting lunch. And I uh-huh. said, peace. And he goes, see ya. Oh, I do say that. <laughs> I do say that. <laughs> uh, I had. I was so. Um, I had four fucking I, don't touch my Sasquatch things in my head. All of them went out the window when you said, and remember, don't touch my Sasquatch. I'm like, oh, shit, shit. Same with me. Because like. Ladies, gentlemen, and so- see, I can't even do it anymore. I forgot how to do it. I forgot how to fucking do it. I can't do this shit. I quit. 